Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, and, well, all of you folks out there that are all the way up high, just like Dixon Airplanes, it's Thursday Thursday. All right, now, <laughs> listen, tonight, tonight, an extra special guest, a return guest, a repeat guest, and somebody that we have, uh, we've had some deep, and I mean deep conversations with in the past, and we're excited to have him back tonight. Uh, it is the man who uh, actually drives the world's largest Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. It is Cam from Elevated Landscapes. Cam, how are you this evening? What is going on, everybody? What's happening, fellas? Mm. <laughs> Excited to have you, man. Excited to have you. And uh, listen, uh, if you don't know Cam, uh, I would encourage you uh, to go uh, and check out his channel, Elevated Landscapes, on the tubes there. He's got some good... Uh, some good social media content there too. He's always doing something that, man, it always just looks good. That's the thing I I always admire is that uh, there's been some times. Listen, we've had some tough conversations on here about the bad times, but uh, you know you've overcome. You you've found a way, and now you're breaking into some new stuff, and we want to talk about that. And uh, not only what you did this year, but what's on tap for next year because we talked about a couple of things in Louisville that, uh, you know, speaking of Dixon airplanes. Uh, <laughs> Mine were both up. So, uh, yeah. So I, w- we want to dive into it here. Obviously, Ray is here. Matt is uh, he's working, still working. And uh, right now, based on the information that I have been given, uh, it looks like uh, sometime in mid December that they will have all of their orders complete, and uh, we'll see him back here. So we've got some fun and exciting stuff planned there to uh, pack in as much as we can there before the holidays and such. So we'll see him then. But tonight, Ray, we get to talk a little bit of cool season and a little tease here, a little bit of warm season too. So hmm. Cam is Cam is yeah. uh, ready to to join the dark side with us too. So oh my goodness, right, now, uh, yeah. I know, I know. When he told me <laughs> yeah. that, I was like, bro, uh, this is serious. All right, so tell us <laughs> what's been going on. Obviously, uh, again, encourage you to go back and watch our Thursday Thursday from last year. We talked about you know. Your backyard was a focus uh, and all that kind of stuff, but you know you've kind of branched out from the backyard. Tell us what you've been doing since we talked last and lay it on us. Yeah, so uh, where I've been at, I mean, it's this year's. I've, I've tried some new stuff. Um, PGR being one of them. Uh, so I, mm. I I jumped into the the, the PGR boat, um, and I had I had never used it before. Uh, so it was like, all right, it's it's time to to try something different, um, try and do something new. Um, and in the backyard, that was one of the reasons for going to it. We kind of talked about, uh, the amount of shade and everything that I've got in my backyard. So, uh, mm-hmm. just trying to, uh, do a little something different and try to control and, uh, manage that backyard a little bit different, um, to see if I can get a little better performance out of it. Uh, when, when the canopy starts to thicken up, um, and it just doesn't get as much sunlight. So um, with that, uh, I think the, the, this year was a success. Um, I claim success on this year. Um, I, I don't think it looked as good as what it did last year. Uh, but I think that was also due to a shift in uh, kind of my nutrient program. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. put down as much in uh, this year uh, as part of the spring and into the growing season. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. what I was getting last year was a lot of push, a lot of top growth, uh, which, of course, mm-hmm. it it grew and it looked good and it was thick and everything else. 
but this year I kind of held back a little bit on the end. Um, but then I, I went into the, I'm going to feed it heavier in the fall rather than like that early spring or late spring, summertime, like I did last year. Uh, so um, I think that was just a difference in shifting. Um, so I think now the way the yard looks, I mean, it is, yeah, it's, it's looking good right now. Uh, front yeah. and back, I'm probably going to have uh, probably my last mode that I'll actually cut something off of it. It's probably going to be tomorrow. Um, so I've, I've actually got some growth. I haven't cut it in about a week. Um, it is actually just coming out of regulation about a week or two ago. Um, I can see that it was coming out of regulation. You start to get all the scragglies and everything. And <laughs> looking at my growing degree days, I was about uh, 250, um, about 250 <laughs> growing degree days uh, with the new. Um, and it was starting to come out of regulations probably about two weeks ago. Uh, so right now I've got a little bit of growth out of it. I can see it growing. Um, just in time for it to get shut down with these cold temps <laughs> that we just got to come through. So it's probably going to be done after after this week. Uh, we're down in the mid twenties and stuff for lows. Uh, so it's, it's probably going to get get shut down here. But uh, it, it looks good. It looks healthy. Color is there. Uh, front yard is front yard is like a champ. I mean, it it just it looks good. Um, my backyard is always slow to come in and after I overseed, uh, for, for some reason it, it just tends to, for one, I think it gets a little less sunlight. Um, and then, uh, my water management back there, I've actually got to shift my water management back there in the back. Um, because it, it just, it starts to get, it goes from that heavy shade. And then once the leaves start to fall, like now it gets more sunlight. So I actually have to give it more water. Um, and that is kind of like that microclimate shift. Like I've actually got it. The sun is actually lower in the sky. So it actually gets more sunlight in the fall than it does the sun and then it does in the summer. So like those are just adjustments and stuff that I've learned over the past <laughs> two years or so. Um, and I can't complain right now. It's uh, it, it looks good. I, I wish that I came in a little bit better, but I, I I've got KBG and stuff back there. But it is it'll all fill in, and it all looks good. It'll it'll be just fine come the spring. I'm not worried. So what I mean, just at home, right? So let's, let's talk about home here for a minute. What was the biggest challenge? Was it actual stuff with the grass, or was that that mindset shift of hey, I'm not going to push it as hard, you know, at this you know early juncture, essentially in the growing season, and the other question I had about that switch, right? Or was there something grass related, you know, disease otherwise, right? But with that switch too, did you notice more or less disease pressure? Were, were the Was the weather pattern, you know, generally the same of what you get there in Maryland, which is just armpit hot and disgusting and everything like that? So what what do you think about all that as far as challenges and that mindset shift? Yeah, so so that's actually pretty interesting. I'm 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 glad you brought that up because the weather pattern was more similar to the year that I got wiped out with Pythium. Oh, um, ah. and, and oh, it was which was which was one of those things where you you sit back and you look and you was like, I've grown, 
I've learned and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. I was able to, to weather it. I was able to, I, I saw no signs of Pythium at all. Um, of course I have a preventative program that I'm running for that. And also, uh, it, it just shows that the program that I put in place and what I learned actually worked because it came July 4th and it was just like you said, Ryan, like the armpit. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was wet. It was thunderstorms almost every other evening. And the ground Disgusting. just stayed yeah. saturated. It was high mm-hmm. humidity, like everything. It was just nasty and sticky. I had a little mm-hmm. bit of signs of a little bit of brown patch trying to creep in, but it was very minimal, isolated areas. And it, it never really blew up or anything. It was nothing that was even really noticeable for the areas that I was treating. Um, and having that weather pattern and being able to to weather it and see uh, how the program was actually working that that was that was one of those moments that it was like it's it's all been worth it. Yep. Data driven yep. I mean, decisions. That, yeah, you know, Cam. Which is where I start to ask people, I, I I lay it on them like this: you can make it look super good, glow in the dark, green right now. But mm-hmm. what if I told you, when the weather conditions get difficult, your lawn goes to shit? Uh, and I tell them, which do you want, or would you yeah. rather it not be glow in the dark green? Be kind of moderately green, but you go through the bad time with minimal worry. Because here's the thing that I think we need to talk about, too, is that if your lawn were over-fertilized and you got into that you know disgusting period around July, mm-hmm. I don't care how good your fungicide program was. I don't think you'd be able to get through it untouched like how you did. I don't think so. I have my doubts. Yeah, man. It, it and and Ray, I I will say, um, very minimal damage. And and is mm-hmm. the 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 easy the the one thing is is that I had this one area that was right beside my patio, um, in the backyard mm-hmm. where I actually did not treat because it was right next mm-hmm. to where, um, I had my uh my pots for my garden. So I have some containers right. and stuff. So I normally stay away mm-hmm. from all of that as I'm treating the rest of yeah. the yard. Normally yes, yes, yes. 15, 20 feet or so. Um, I, I just mm-hmm. don't even treat that area and I just kind of leave right. it be whatever happens, happens. And mm-hmm. you can tell exactly where that line was that was wow. treated and what wasn't treated. And I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was clear. Like it was clear, like it was it like brown patch blew up in there. Um, mm-hmm. It has a little bit of signs of pythium tried to creep in there. Um, and it was just it, it was a night and day difference. And I think I posted it on my uh, on my IG. Where it was like, hey, this is the treated area versus non treated. And that's typically what my lawn. That's what happened two years ago. It all mm. it, I lost probably 70 percent of my renovation. Um, so yeah, like the cultural, <laughs> yeah, like the cultural practices changes that I did lower height of cut, um, 
reducing that that water and having better more, uh, moisture management when it's raining every evening. There's no need to be additionally watering in an area that's yeah. <laughs> yeah that's heavily shaded. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a lot of those things two years ago that I just had to learn and I had to grow and I had to dig into the the books and 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 get the data and and follow and do more data driven decisions. So uh it was good like the the season was good and ryan just to just to comment on it it did not look as i think because i wasn't pushing it it just did not look as thick and as like it it just wasn't just growing out the roof um Mm. but it always just looked healthy it was it wasn't like a up and down it looks great it looks flush it was it just stayed consistent like throughout the year and 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 it just it just stayed consistent like when i went out and i cut it when i didn't cut it it just looked the same it just stayed consistent and i was like hey i'll take it like it 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 didn't have its up and downs and everything else like i previously saw about two years ago and and i was like i'll take it you know cam that is something that i practice as well where for example i don't want anybody to be able to tell that i for example just made a fertilizer application i don't want anybody to be able to tell because i want the grass to just look the same and what that means of course is that i'm not going ham on the nitrogen or the iron I'm just yep. keeping everything at moderate rates. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that was that was one of the things uh that I did. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it just stayed consistent. I didn't go heavy on the end. I think all season uh prior to overseeding, I was only at about a pound and a half, close to a pound and a half um mm-hmm. through the whole season. And 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 that was it. Right. And of course, that was that was broken up um, throughout mm-hmm. throughout the season. So I was maybe a a pound and a half going into overseeding time. Um, and then that's when that's when I started as temperatures cooled off, got my overseeding and stuff going. Uh, that's when I I started getting my fur and everything down. I started pushing it a little bit more. And uh, like I said, my backyard is always a little slower to to recover and come in. Um, but it normally gets, I don't know what it is about that November, early November, late, uh, October normally doesn't make Halloween, but shortly after Halloween, like that first week of November, it's like that backyard just takes off and it is, man, it looks good. It's, it's filled in good and, and I can't complain about it. Um, the front yard is, uh, and, and one of the things that I've noticed so my front yard hasn't been, uh, it's not a full renovation. I haven't done a full renovation on it. I've done some partial renovations where I've killed off uh, some areas of like some that have been troubled with like some grassy weeds and like some older uh, KY31, some older cultivars and stuff that mm-hmm. just doesn't blend well. Uh, so I did that, not this past overseeding, but the previous year, um, I killed off a couple of areas that were standing out. Um, and then overseeded and and got everything growing back in. Yard looked a lot more uniform this year. 
uh, I did not do aeration on my yard this year at all. Um, so I just came through with like a, uh, with like a power rake, a light with the sun, Joe, um, really light Mm -hmm. one pass. I didn't go crazy on it. Just opened up the canopy a little bit, thinned it out just a little bit and, uh, dropped some more seed in there. I think I went about four, close to four pounds per thousand in the front yard. And, uh, I think I went about five between five and six in the backyard. Uh, so not a lot of seed at all and uh, got the fur and stuff going to it and seed it with a good cultivar. And everybody knows I love my Mountain View seed. Um, and I also threw in a little bit of uh, 365 SS on the blend. So I went with about a 85-15 tall fescue to uh, KBG blend on there. And uh, it's, man, it, it's looking good. Color is amazing. Uh, backyard, backyard. I, I tried some of that, uh, what we call in that bismol, uh, from, from Matt Martin and, uh, Ryan North. That's what we call it. Y'all call it the bismol. pink, what is it, the pink venom? We call it the bismol. I don't know what that is. We call it the bismol. That's not, that, it that works, yeah, that's twenty five oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I mean, that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> and, and I think okay, so you know some of the other things you said you learned, right? And uh, okay. I think that's maybe the most important point is that you know it, some of the products change, and that part of that is you know the learning process, right? Of learning what works and what doesn't, you know, at a macro scale, and then you know, taking that advice and using it on a micro scale at your place, right? And trying to figure out, okay, like, what does this actually do? And do I see a benefit from it? But when you start working that stuff in, right? So you're, you know, you're using better products, you're using better grass, you're using, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Even with doing all that, you could still make yourself look like an ass, right? By not putting it all together, right? And learning, okay, hey, now I need to apply all the techniques, right? The methods, everything like that to actually harness this as best I can and knowing that, yeah, yeah, you're going to hit the guardrail sometimes, right? So the weather's going to bump you off or, um, you know, things that are outside your control. And I don't know. I, I like the idea. And it's a good way to describe it too, that it just looked consistent, right? It wasn't the up and down. It wasn't the peaks and valleys and everything like that. And that, you know, scary time in between the peak and valley of, man, how much worse is it going to get? Or how fast is it going to look better, right? Yeah. And you're all constantly yeah. worried about that and think, <laughs> instead of just thinking, all right, you know, I'm coming up. It looks like, you know, it's going to be balls hot, you know, coming up on this next week. I'm, you know, I'm coming up on my rebound, but you know what? I'm going to let Mother Nature take this for a few days because in 100-degree heat, it ain't going to rebound that much, right? Yeah. And you nope. learn how, nope. you learn how to play offense and play defense. And I think that's probably the most apt way to describe it, right, is you, you learn through that experience, through applying good products and things like that, is you learn when to play offense and you learn when to play defense. And I think the part that's that's dangerous with uh, Ray, some of our great friends on the tubes, right, and I mean mm-hmm. that completely tongue-in-cheek, is that they're always trying to teach you how to play offense and none of the defense, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I mean, that that's a good... Uh... That's a good uh, way to put it because uh, here's the 
you know, my lesson is, you know what? Uh, being able to score over 50 points doesn't matter if you can't hold the other side to less than 50. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. And I'm not saying that playing all defense is good either because, man, you can lose your ass that way too. But if you don't have the balanced approach, my goodness, it's, it can be a very long and painful season. And, uh, you know, you can't blame it on the drainage pattern from your, from your rain gutters either. It's on you, pal. <laughs> so was the, do you think yeah. it was, what was the bit? Well, okay, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll ask my question. I want to listen. So, so, and, and I think that's one of the things that, um, I've, I've kind of learned is, is that you, which is hard to do in lawn care. It's, it's hard to do. Sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. And sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes oh, less good, is more. Sometimes less is more. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then one of the things that I got to, like when it got towards the summer. Um, so, of course, I was experimenting with, with PGRs. So I was, I was looking at the yard and I've had people that have, I've, I've kind of hinted at the fact that I'm using PGRs and they're like, so Cam, when are you going to make a video about it? When are you going to do this? Like, I haven't got to the point that I've learned enough about it yet. Um, and a lot of the things that I talk about um, on my YouTube channel and things that I talk about are things that I have built some experience with. Like, I've, I've kind of, I, I know it and I've, I've engulfed it uh, enough to be able to be like, yep, this is what I experienced. This is how it happened. This is why it happened. And with PGRs right now, I'm still in that learning process. Um, so I'll probably start talking more about it. And was like, hey, this has been my experience with it, being that I've been able to run it like for a full season. I've saw how it has performed. I've saw how I think I actually got most of my timing and stuff right this year. Um, and everything kind of it it worked well. It came out or I pulled it out of regulation or it came out of regulation about when I wanted it to going into the summertime. Um, and then I actually, this was my first time doing this also was regulating it during the fall. And the crazy thing is, is that I'm so glad that I did it, uh, with the amount of in and stuff that I was putting down for the fall to feed it. And my schedule got busy and I just would not have been able to keep up with it. Um, but being that Mm -hmm. I had a PGR down, like it was, I was still able to get out there sometimes once a week was all I was cutting it uh, when I got real busy and I was maybe only taking off a half inch, maybe um, at, a, at a cool season when the growth potential is almost a hundred percent. And it was, it was, it should have been growing through the roof. And uh, like I could go a week and only take off a half inch on it and, and yeah, not even breaking the one third rule on it. So uh, and then also my backyard, my edges, it, it, it likes after an overseed, what I've learned is it likes for me to just stay off of it. And I think the PGR definitely helped me 
just be able to stay off of it and just let it do what it does and just go out there. I cut it once a week and it is fine with that. Like that's it. just over the past two years, I've learned just water it, cut it once a week. And that's all it wants. Front yard, it just wants to be cut. Like the more you cut it, it just it continues to grow. So like they're, they're I mean, it's just like having two different children. A, they like to be treated differently. So, there, there's a difference, isn't it? And that difference in the back has to do with what we talked about the first time you were on, where that backyard is essentially walled in by your fence and all of the trees, right? Yep. And yep. under those conditions, I consider those two items limiters as far as your overall growth potential in that backyard. And unfortunately, whatever growth does get produced under those conditions is what I call stretched growth. Right. And that's yeah. yep. and that stretching is from a lack of light. Mm-hmm. And so yep. in that case, I mean I deal with a lot of that too. And I find that without a PGR, that lawn will produce soft, lanky, tall, disease-prone growth when it's getting limited amounts of light. And in that case, and, some PGR is your best friend. <laughs> and, and, and that's previously, that's what it looked like. Like it, it was that... Mm-hmm disease prone wispy thin it it just it it just didn't look <laughs> healthy and 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 even mm-hmm. now there are still some areas that are heavily shaded that that are still trouble areas and I show them like my back edge mm-hmm. like right along the back it just mm-hmm. it's it's just been a trouble area and it, and it, and it struggles um so I did get the canopy trim back on my trees uh, before right. I did my overseed. So, uh, oh. I opened up that canopy a little bit and, um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes next year and, uh, see if that helps out a little bit. Um, and, and you can, you can see the difference in the maturity of the turf that is in almost full sun versus those heavily shaded areas. Um, that heavily shaded area is probably 40% of my yard. And um, that other 60% of the yard just looks so good. Oh, man, it is. You can just, you can just tell the difference. And, and I say it all the time. I'll grow turf in full sun with irrigation any day over trying to grow it in the shade. Mm-hmm. Trees and turf don't mm-hmm. mix, man. Yep. yep. I mean, you keep the two... Uh kind of in their own corners and uh, goes back to what I tell people is, hey, let's make a choice here. Either you want a forest or you want a lawn. (laughs) Hard to have both successfully because (laughs) the alternative, if you want to try to have both, is I'm going to have to do things to the trees that the arborists won't like me for. Right, Because, by the way, did you know that the arborists kind of have a one-third rule as well? And when there's, a, you know, grass at stake, my first response is, fuck that one-third rule, you're cutting off branches. 
That's it. Is that... <laughs> yeah. Here we You're go. Branches. <laughs> Pass me the two side. So, <laughs> so, so it's it's funny you say that, Ray. Um, when you say having a lawn, you either want a forest or a lawn. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna go a little off topic, just a little bit, but it's kind of similar to what you said. So. Um, I'm getting back to like my outdoorsmanship type stuff um, that I grew up doing. Like I, I grew up hunting, fishing and all of that. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I I knew my dad and my dad's side of the family actually had like 40 acres. They had some land and uh, I want to get back into hunting. So um, I wanted to put in my first food plot and get all of that stuff together and actually prepare for the hunting season. Um, so I actually went in. And that was one of the things that it was like, all right, I got to figure out how I'm going to get sunlight into this closed canopy. And like there was very little sunlight hitting areas. So like as I was scouting out areas, I basically found the areas that were growing the most underbrush, um, which was meaning it was getting fairly decent sunlight in those areas. Um, So I found a couple of those areas. Um, and then I actually went in and then took out some more trees. <laughs> like, so <laughs> luckily they were like small, there were smaller trees, probably eight to 10 inches in diameter or so, um, or smaller. Right, right. Um, so I went in, got all of those taken out and then just opened up the canopy and, uh, yeah, man, I'm actually growing a really good food plot like right now um nice brassicas some nice. cereal rye like like it's Ooh. it's looking mm-hmm. good like i i've yeah like i for our first year i went in i took of course i took a soil test like so i knew what the mm-hmm. ph was i knew where all the nutrients and everything was at uh went that? In, yeah. Dropped, yeah dropped lime and everything in there corrected uh started correcting the ph um got nutrients and stuff in the ground uh, and once the rain came along with the fertilization and the liming, uh, with the pH corrections, uh, yeah, man, it, it's actually looking pretty good. So believe in agronomy, like that'll get you in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Agronomy is, uh, you know, agronomy overrules, you know, buy my shit and old wives tales any day. <laughs> Yep. You know, and I mean, I, I've kept it simple. I, I've kept it simple <laughs> down there. Like, that's the only thing that I've done is took a soil test, made a pH correction to the best of my ability, given a short period of time. And I went down with some simple fertilizers like that. That's it. Like, it it hasn't been anything spectacular. Um, of course, I I like my hybrids. So hybrids was a couple of applications. Uh, my last application was just, uh, I think, just something that I picked up at the landscape supply store um, that fed the <laughs> fed the needs of the MPK. Um, and once the rain came, it's jumping. It, it was on. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was jumping. on. I get. Wow. So yeah, man. Simple, simple agronomy, man. Is 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 simple. Um. But yeah, I mean, you just got to have some some data to go behind it, and and you can you can do that. And I think next year, one of the things that I I want to talk about on my channel a little more um, is uh, how to simplify it. Because I had a couple of people that were new to lawn care, 
Um, and they felt that a lot of my videos, um, which I talk about a lot of things on there and I talk about a lot of the things that you should look out for, and they could be some advanced type techniques. Um, mm-hmm. but they don't fit and they don't fit every situation and you don't have to do all of those things, but you should be aware of them, which they can help you troubleshoot or know the things that you may be able to experience. So next year, I do want to kind of simplify things just a little bit, starting with, Hey, having a soil test, how to put together like a, a simpler, uh, plan of, Hey, you're just getting started. Something like I just did down in uh, down with the food plot, fairly simple. I, I kept it ba- basic. I, Take a soil I, test, I, I, yeah. figure out your pH, put down the right nutrients. Like you're 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 good. That's your starting point. That is where you can start and at least get some results from it. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it, it's a good idea to oversimplify all of those fundamentals. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Just something where, hey, this is your your baseline. This is your prerequisite to being able to grow any kind of grass. No, correction. Any kind of plant. Yeah, plant, a crop, anything. Yeah, crop. Yeah, anything. Because, you see, I don't differentiate much between plants, grass, and crops and i think that is where i could easily fit in between you know crops grass and plants because it all comes down to simple agronomy and that whole concept of crops kind of hits home for me because a concept that i hammer home on a lot of people is the concept of nutrient harvesting and you know i kind of put it to them this way you know when the chuck in the truck bags up all the grass clippings every week that's nutrient harvesting Mm ma'am that is why your lawn is so deficient and when chuck in a truck uh trims your trees and shrubs and bags all of that up Every week, that's also nutrient harvesting. So it becomes, if you're going to do that, it then becomes on us to replace whatever is being taken away. And mm-hmm. in an amount that's appropriate and representative of what's being taken away, also being mindful of how, in a lot of cases, the more nutrients you apply in the name of making it greener for example the more harvesting you're going to do be careful yeah i mean i i think there's a way to do it without uh you know in terms of uh oversimplifying right like i think there are ways that you can do it by breaking down certain things and skills right and saying okay hey start here so like on the soil test for example like hey you're gonna get a ton of data baseline it you have to have this baseline we'll use more of this next year next time whatever right when you're ready to go from 101 to 202 but you know the two things i want you to look at are you know your soil cec and your ph right 
Because we can tell yep. a lot about texture from CAC. We can tell a lot about what kind of end source you need based on that, on, on your uh, on your pH, right? And just start there. Like, if you went N only on, I don't know, 80, 90% of the lawns that are out there in the country, you'd have a pretty damn good head start, right? Like, you wouldn't necessarily be behind the eight ball, especially if you're somebody who's just starting out and trying to figure out. It's just like, hey, you know, we're we're not going to learn how to do anything else right now except for steer the car in park. That's it, right? <laughs> wheel goes left, wheel goes right. Look how far the wheel turns. Look how far, you know. Then we'll start, you know, backing up in the driveway and pulling forward in the driveway. And, we're not, and I think you can do that. But I agree. Like, there are people who oversimplify it just to get you to – Oh, buy yeah. something of theirs to do it with, right? You yeah. you can you tell know somebody, hey, my, listen, you know, y'all know that's not my style. I I know <laughs> that's what you can say is like, hey, if your if your pH is above seven, well then, hey, you know, we need to point you in the direction of some ammonium sulfate. It might be hard to get your hands on. You might have to go on, you know, this website or that website. Not that I'm endorsing it, but I know that's where you can get it online. Or, you know, go to the feed mill, go to the uh, rural king, go to somewhere like that, right? Tractor supply. Tractor supply. Yep. Mm-hmm. And go from there. You know, and you could even say, hey, the stuff you're going to get from tractor supplies in the crystalline form, it's a, you know, a, a soluble product, not going to go through a spreader super, super easy. So, you know, mm-hmm. be prepared to spray it if you have to. Spray so, it. Yep. And, and then it just starts with, hey, this is a backpack sprayer. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about mixing up herbicides right now. Don't worry about anything like that. We're going to mix up the simplest thing there is, which is, just gonna take this stuff, melt it down in hot water, pour about four ounces per thousand square feet, right? So you can teach how to calibrate. I mean, it is very much, um, you know, it's something we do in when we're mentoring individuals in the industry, right? We try to build at first, not just like ready-made people that can just go out and master one task and that's it, right? You have to build transferable skills, right? Things that they can take with them into other jobs within the facility, or things that they can take with them. And then, like you know, doesn't matter what golf course you work at. For example, I don't care if you're working at Augusta National or if you're working at Joe Six Pack Country Club, you know, down the street. You got to know how to calibrate a spreader, right? That doesn't change whether you're at Augusta or whether you're at the shithole down the street. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You got to do it the same exact way and with the same precision. So. I don't know. I just think there's some there's something to be said. I know people have reached out before and said to us that we should do that type of content, and uh, you know, I'd love to. I don't think we have the time, but I, I don't know. I think you're a good and patient person when it comes to things like that. And if it hits right for some people, you know, there's a whole back catalog of evergreen content you've got on your channel where you can be like, all right, now go check this out, right? So it's yep. almost like you're working backwards. Right? You got a bunch of 202 stuff, but and 303 yep. stuff, shit 404 stuff, but yeah, and 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 I kind of started that a little bit with uh, kind of like my my tailgate turf talks series uh, that I started this year, a uh, little shorter form type video, uh, and kind of covering more of those uh, those principles, those basics um, of of things that like when you're just getting into lawn care, and it was a pretty good response from it, and and I think uh, I think people. Uh, it resonated with them to to be able to like, all right, it was a lot of people that were just finding my channel or they were just getting into the lawn. They had just bought their first house, kind of didn't even know where to start. Um, And I think that just those type of videos, just like you were just kind of walking through like some of the basics, 
of those transferable skills are are things that uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of hone into those uh, a little bit more um, this coming up season, and then just kind of give people uh, that kind of information just to just to get them going. Um, but of course. I'm gonna keep my 202 stuff, and uh, we we gonna we gonna get we gonna talk and we gonna get into data, and we gonna we gonna talk about that because that that's the way that's just the way that I that's where I'm at, and I need to continue uh, to at least get some some growth out of it, and I like to challenge myself also. Um, I continue to learn like during the off season, um, so like as I grow, I want my community to also grow and to be able to to develop those critical thinking skills so that as I grow, you grow, we all grow. Um, that's the, that's the goal. Um, I, I want my community to continue to grow, um, as I, as I grow, um, and I learn stuff, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it in. And, uh, if it's applicable to you, make sure that you go apply it. Um, and I'm not the one that's going to push a whole bunch of products and stuff to you. I'm going to show you what I'm using. I'm going to tell you what works and why it works. Um, and it may or may not be for you that, that, that's your decision to make. So, okay. Well, on that, I'll ask, I'll ask a two-parter here is number one, you know, not like telling somebody what they should do with themselves because they don't like your content, but you know, should, do we do we need to have genres? Does this need to be like Netflix when you come onto Long Care YouTube and you have like, you know, the comedy drama? <laughs> you know, you, you, uh, man, I would love to do that. We'll have to do an episode or part of an episode uh, towards Christmas here, Ray, the year in review, and we'll put yeah. all the YouTube creators into buckets of you know the rom com. <laughs> you got the drama. I mean, there's 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 a lot. We could really break this shit down. <laughs> I would look at I'd put I'd put uh, Cam up though in the uh, the best documentary camp you know uh, camp though I think that's where yeah. he lies. Yeah. So it's almost like you got to give people a warning, right? So they don't go into your stuff and like get triggered for some reason that well this isn't giving me what I want. Well, I mean, yeah. do you know I'm what you gonna, want not, though? Yeah. And 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 a lot of yeah, people you, come and we've we've had that conversation where where people come to YouTube. Um, just for the answer. And that's it. Like if, if, if you don't give them just the answer and, and just give it to me as quick as you can give it to me, I just want the answer. Well, why is that the answer? Or is that really the answer for your situation? Um, because in, in lawn care, I mean, there's so many different variables out there that, oh, yeah. The first one, the first answer that you see may not actually be the answer for your situation, um, which is why when I get a lot of comments and questions, it's like, hey, can you help me out with this? It's like, eh, all right. So then I come back with seven other questions and it's just like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Have you done this? Have you experienced this? What is your temperature like? What is your grass type? What's this? Where are you at? Like, and it's like they like. All of those factors play into determining really what your solution is. Um, and, and a lot of times that's people come to YouTube for that one answer. And, and I, my channel is really not your one answer kind of channel. 
my answer, my channel is I'm going to give you uh, a lot of the information. I'm going to give you some of the things to go think about. I'm going to go give you some of the things to go uh, research and learn. And I may give you a answer that worked for a situation that I was in. Now you have to, you have all of these tools, go evaluate if that meets your situation. Yeah. And I think that's the part is like, can people do that? Can they, uh, have the cognitive dissonance, right, to realize what might be applicable to their situation and what might not be first. And secondly, are they patient enough to realize that, hey, I might be watching, you know, somebody watches an overseeding video in June, like, wow, shit, man. Yeah. I got to go oversee. Yep. And they don't realize, look at the day of the video, be like, hey, this was put out in like Labor Day of last year or something. And, and they just run out and do it and not understand like the seasonality of it. So, yep. I, you know, and that's tough as, as a creator. That, well, it's almost like you creator. need to do, you need to do like a lawn care flow chart. That's that you're a process guy, right? You're an engineer <laughs> yep. by trade. We need yep. all right. If you haven't done this yet, nope. Go back, get your ass back up here. Yep. Nope. Go back over here. Go back up to door number three. I'm telling you, you work on that because I know that you will you will enjoy yourself creating something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it is is it is it's one of those things that like the patience word that you just said is uh, the other big thing is like having the patience to be able to to some like I said, sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing or very little. Um and then just just let things develop, like let things happen. Um, let things so, happen, yeah. Man, yeah. Is, yeah and that's just, a, that's a hard thing. That is a super hard thing for for lawn people to get and commercially, uh, I'm often of the situation where I'm dealing with people where they want everything now, now, now. And I have to circle them back to the questions where question number one, how much are you willing to pay to have it done now? Question number two that I always ask is after you get what you want right now, are you okay with everything crashing and turning to shit after you get what you want right now? Because you remember what you said about how this year your lawn just kind of stayed just about the same all year long, and that's because you stopped pushing it first thing in spring? You know, that yeah. translates to a lot of things where okay, we can make things perfect right now. We can make it look great right now, but how much are you willing to pay? And is it okay for this to go bad on you later? Is that all right with you? And if your answer is, I don't want to pay, and two, it's not okay if bad things happen later, then my recommendation is, we stay the course and not make anything change dramatically. Well, and and I think that's part of it too. Is you start doing and, and we've talked about this a number of guests here, and I know Cam gets this again because he's a process driven guy. Is you add too many variables to the process, Cam, and something <laughs> works or doesn't work, it becomes you very very what. difficult. Don't know up from yeah. down, left from right, right. 
Yeah. You're grasping. You're, you're grasping more than when you started watching all those YouTube videos and you couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on in the first place. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's worse. Now, now you cannot isolate what made things go well versus what made things do badly because at some point in time, you cannot figure out any kind of causality or correlation. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I mean, so at that which point, is why, which is why, which is why, I don't like to make a lot of changes. I don't like to use a lot of different products. I don't like to yeah. add all a lot of those different variables in there. Like I, I mm-hmm. don't like doing that. Like, and, and you know, my ultimate goal, to be honest, is to get to a program that I'm set with. That I'm just on cruise control. Like that's that's where you want to be. Like I don't want to have to continue to, to to try all of these new products and do this and do that i want you know, to do it Ken, when i want to when i want to do it but i want to be able know, to say hey i have a baseline mm-hmm. and i know that i can do these things Ding. on this mm-hmm. schedule and everything will stay consistent and everything will stay fine because by the way cam that gets important because for me i have that largely figured out right you know, I have that pretty much figured out. I'm getting out. close. I'm getting close. No, and, and that is why, for example, I could bug out in the middle of October, mm-hmm. meet up with everybody, right, Cam? Have a, have a, say, have a good time. Uh, yeah, say hi to, uh, you know, say hi to everybody, say hi, say hi to Robert and and whatever. And I'm not freaking out about all the bad things that could possibly happen. Because, by the way, middle of October, for me, is still the peak of my growing season. Mm. It's still the peak of my growing season. Absolute, total peak. And so, normally, it's a matter of you're crazy if you turn your back on a lawn during the peak growing season. You're nuts. But in my case, I can do it. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's I'm, called. I'm get, I'm get, you're going to get close and, to that. And all I'm I got to say is it's called STFU and don't get the sniffles while I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a, uh, I've got a couple of my, my client lawns that are uh, pretty dialed in. And and I'm pretty like I've I've been taking care of those for about two years now, and uh, mm-hmm. they they are they are pretty dialed in and Can? they just stay cons- they just stay consistent. And like I've, know I've got them on a program, and they're just consistent right. all year. And I mean, like right now, like my she actually so I I just blew her irrigation out for. Um, mm-hmm. yesterday and that was just kind of like my hey I'll see you in the spring <laughs> I'll see done. you in the spring and, and, you know, and you know what Cam that is that's it kind of says something because the first year of dealing with the lawn you know what I gotta learn all of the yeah. peculiarities of a, of a lawn and it literally takes me an entire year to do it. Yeah. Of course, uh, 
let me give you a little fun fact is okay same time last year i just started dealing with this one lawn that was a new install that was like let's just say that it hasn't been a smooth ride mm. but it's been on my program for a year and of course key to that you know having things smooth out is extremely aggressive rates of pgr mm. because you know ryan Due to the installation method, I suspect that the ENR on that lawn is astronomical. A lot of organic material, huh? Too much organic matter. And I even had some choice words for the sod installer right. because I know the sod Say installer. It ain't so. Yeah. And I, I said, you know what, man? You are not doing people any favors putting down compost underneath the sod. I told him, please don't do that. You make my life interesting, and you make it interesting for whoever else has to take care of this, and you also make it very interesting for your paying customer who has to watch this shed fire. <laughs> well, part of that, too, in Cam, I mean, you're, I mean, you, I'm sure you've already started to go through this, but, you know, having client lawns, you know, on a, even on a limited basis, right, is, okay, like, like that particular situation, right, where Ray just described, even before that took place, there was probably some point where things went wrong, but nobody said anything, and maybe they didn't say anything because they didn't know, maybe they didn't say anything because, hey, you know what? If I don't say nothing and I do what I'm supposed to do, I still get paid. So who cares, right? Mm -hmm. Problem after that, right? And then my problem. Here's after the problem. That, or here's the problem. Or you get some guys that get too headstrong and go in there and say, "I don't care. I'll fix it. I can do it." Be careful on all all of this. Go ahead, Ray. Okay. Here's the problem, though, is that when there is a problem of any kind in my world. The first thing that happens is that your paying clients become the people that use the issue to withhold payment. That is the first thing that comes up. And of course, the easy thing to do in this case is, you know, for me, is okay, uh, you don't want to pay. Okay, I'm very sorry. However, sir, ma'am, you just burnt your bridge with me. However, at the same time, you're going to need four new tires. Be... Yeah, <laughs> I, I got it. You're going to need an entire new house. No, no. But, but anyway, the whole point is, is that that is not a sustainable model overall for the for the local industry it's like you know i've already made the decision that this kind of stuff has got to stop period because by the way uh yesterday morning i had the talk with somebody ryan oh boy. because this person birds and the bees of lawn care 
no, even worse is I basically told him, live with your junky, ugly lawn right now, because in May, you're getting it resodded with St. Augustine. You see, Cam, when a man loves a lawn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy Ray giving the talk. Ooh. <laughs> now, besides that, you know, besides that and Ray obviously having on his uh, new client intake forms, you know, do you have comprehensive and collision on that vehicle or just liability only? Because <laughs> I need to know ahead of time. Why do you need to know that? Don't worry about it. All right. I'm asking the fucking questions here. Um, I'm asking the question. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I think that whole idea, right? That, that mindset that uh, people, uh, you know, people are searching for the answer, and and even like, I guess here's my question: Is okay? You understand YouTube? You've been on there long enough to know like the difference between an engaged viewer that just wants to see what you do because they're genuinely interested. They like your personality. They think you're, you know, you're smart. You're on top of your game, whatever. And then you got the people that are sort of like in the background, like, yeah, they'll leave you on and check you out and, and, and have an idea. And then you get the folks that just want the answer. Is it the same breakdown when you go out and do this, you know, for a living, it might be a side hustle, whatever it is, right? Like, you don't need to put labels on it, but, if you had to put the clients in the buckets, what are those buckets? Are they the same, different, more or less than what you see in YouTube? I'm always curious about this of like when somebody who knows something very well in a space very well, like YouTube, for example, and you go out into the world to do this, is it the same? Just like there are people that have done this for a living and then went on to YouTube, like Pete Denny, right? So I'm curious yeah, yeah. just what you've seen. Yeah, there there are different buckets that, that I can put my clients in. Um they're they're the ones that <laughs> they just want a yard that's green. They don't care if it's green weeds. They don't care if it's green grass. They 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 just want it to be green. Okay, that's that's not quite my forte to be honest with you, um, because I have a different standard. Green weeds to me doesn't that 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 doesn't suit me. So if you just want me to come and do like just a fertilization um, and you're not going to get your weeds or anything else treated, um, like you've, you've got to get somebody to come take care of that. Like that, that's just, which is why like, um, I, I want to be able to become full service to where I can go ahead and, and take care of all of that, like all in one. Um, and then mm -hmm. and, Outside of that, the next thing is I have those clients that where it was like they want that next level. They they want to make sure that everything is taken care of, um, and they want to make sure that they're dealing with a quality turf. Um, and then I have one or two clients that was like they want their yard like mine, and they're willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And know, and it's. Those those are those are kind of where the tears fall, um, and there there's hard to to me. I feel like, and I think y'all were talking about this on one of the burn and return episodes, where it's like it's it's hard for you to cater to all three of those clientels. You you've got to yeah. pick. You're you're going to be in between two. You're not going to be able to cater to all three of those. 
Um, and, right. and I think where, where I've learned, which is where I, where I already was, but hearing y'all talk about that is it, it kind of resonated. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of already my logic. Like if you're not, you've got to be in one of those, you've even got to be mid or top tier for me. And I know my services aren't for everybody because my mm-hmm. pricing, and I think Lushy, I talked to Lushy about it. And I heard Lushy talking about it also uh, on a previous episode. He was like, I know my pricing isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. My services isn't for everybody. I have a clientele that is looking for the services that I provide. And we're going to click and we're going to be a match. But I am not a match for every person that needs my services. And I came to accept that. And it makes my life a lot easier when I have that match. You know, Cam, that is exactly how I approach it as well. I mean, I tell people what I do and how I do it is not for everybody. Okay? My, you know, what I do and how I do is for a very specific type of person. And because basically, I do not click with about 99% of the people that I meet. I don't. And if I don't have that click, uh, I part ways immediately. Yeah. And, and I mean, my, my clients that I have now, um, they, they are 100% happy. Um, mm-hmm. they in, enjoy the services. I enjoy providing the services to them, um, mm-hmm. because we're a match. Like we, mm-hmm. they, they know when I'm going to come to do make, make my applications. They know like, like it's easy to communicate with them. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's just easy. And, and we are a match from a service and a client. Um, and I've had a couple that were a little more difficult and it was, the reason was is because we didn't match. Like we we weren't we weren't a match, and I was trying to grow, and they they wanted something that I didn't want to provide. Um, and you know, you and know it, what? It just That's... it just wasn't a match, and I was like, Ed, we're just we're no, just not gonna no, we're, we're not gonna make it. It's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work, and uh, and likewise. Uh... I started getting even more selective where, for example, lately I've had people call me looking for services and I'm kind of, I kind of level with them because what I essentially tell them is, you know what, man, it sounds like you need to scrap that mess of a lawn, start over and do it right with the right kind of grass. Because I've kind of decided too that I, I'm kind of tired of providing hospice care for lawns. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Ray, Ray, how much phenobarbital have you given a lawn before? <laughs> uh, more than I care to admit, okay? I mean, <laughs> pheno- the phenobarb, composine, and morphine, okay? I know about that stuff because, remember, my dad was in hospice care, so I know about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray shows up at a at a client's property, throws a bedpan down on the curb. 
there's so many visuals like there's so many visuals i get when we do equate ray to being uh being a medical doctor which he really is of, of turf he's he certainly so so i'm getting that fit that. it's no it's no <laughs> shit it's no shit so how i mean okay whether you have done this or are, are you thinking about like have you thought of like some qualifying questions to ask these you know potential customers to figure out if they are your people more quickly or other things that you do you know to sort this out i mean what have you found or have you thought about this at all i'm just curious i think it's a really important piece of business as you identify who that ideal client is right so so yeah i've so one of the things is i don't like to show up to a lawn and they're not there and i just come and do like a soil test and I had to go do the soil test and roll out because I think just that, uh, that initial consultation is, is important. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of where I get that feel of, of mm-hmm. if they're going to be a match for a client or are we going to be good kind of figuring out what their expect and their expectation is. And also for me to be able to set expectation. Um, so that's yes. kind of where, where that starts to come in. Um, cause I've, I've walked into some shed fires, like, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, there's, there's nothing here for me to work with. Like there, it, it's, it's not it's, like it's, all of this, is gotta, not. this, all of this has got to go like this. Yeah, it's gotta go, right? for me to work. <laughs> this is everything that you see here. That's green is a weed. Like is there's Minus, nothing. It, it, it's here. better off dead. Yeah, there's oh, nothing and, here for me to work. And, with. and, and you want to you want to talk about me being uh, <laughs> Doctor Kevorkian because, like, like I said, but you know what, Cam, that is a better situation than you blowing smoke up their ass, uh, yeah. convincing them that you can make this better. When the reality is, is that you can do it for a while. And then, you know what? Here's the reality, Cam. Even in hospice care, especially in hospice care, eventually you're going to have to let your patient go. Okay? That's the reality. So, you know, I have kind of started to have this thing where when people call me and ask me a certain question, my immediate answer to them is, or my my question for them is, how married are you to that type of grass? And mm-hmm. once once I get that answer, my next my response to that is, okay, you know what? It is time for you to plan to scrap this lawn and have something more appropriate installed. And you know, the last person that I told that to literally thanked me for being so candid with him because anybody else would have blown smoke up his ass telling him, Oh, you can aerate it. You can treat it with fungicides. You can do this to it. You can do that to it. But I told him at some point in time, this becomes like hospice care for a lawn. And you don't want to be in that situation because what I say is that eventually 
I'm going to have to let my patient go. My patient is going to die no matter what I've done. So, you know, that's reality. I th- yeah, I think with any yes. of those, like no matter what level you're on, right, you, you've got to say, okay, this is the ceiling for this particular lot, right? And describe it to them, right? And then you tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to take you all the way up to that ceiling, and it could take up to, up to. You never say it's going to take X, right? Don't pin yourself down. But it could take up to this long, right, to get there. And it could take up to X number of dollars to get there. Mm -hmm. Or we could skip all that, right? We can level up right now, probably, probably spend comparatively less money, right, Instead of trying mm-hmm. to put Humpty Dumpty back together again and <laughs> just basically get ourselves on a whole nother level and start here. And I think those are great, especially Cam, because I think you really do enjoy the Renos, right? Like you enjoy that part of it. Yeah. And I think that's a differentiator. So I think there's some great case studies to be done in terms of, man, if it takes me two years and it takes me spraying you know every herbicide known to man if it takes me you know doing all this other stuff versus okay hey listen you called me in april listen i pulled your soil test and here's what's wrong with it and guess what we're going to do we're going to spray your lawn out in may i'm going to start you know correcting ph doing soil modification right now for the next three months your lawn's going to look like an absolute uh forest fire risk no smoking around (laughs) it absolutely not Uh, you have full coverage on the house along with the car no, yeah, no yeah. fire pit, no fire pits this yeah, no summer. Fire pit, no fireworks. <laughs> no, fire pits is, no fireworks, please. Yep. And uh, yeah. but then, hey, I mean, at least because here's my what's my experience has been is that fire. Oh, no. What it is, and what my fear is, is what my late mentor told me about people's short memory. Uh, okay mm-hmm. that is what i fear in clients is when they have a short memory and that short memory that my mentor was talking about is they forget when you warn them about the floor or when mm-hmm. you warn them about the end i mean because you know, human nature is you only want to listen to all the good parts, all the nice parts, all the wonderful parts. They don't want to listen to where you're candid with them and you tell them, you know what, there's a good possibility that I can't save this. I can't make this live any longer. It's going to die. Dr. Ray says and- all we can do now is keep the lawn comfortable. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, uh, I've I've done even one worse where I I've already figured out the mix for grass that is on its way out anyway. I've already figured out that mix, <laughs> and that? Mm, you're not gonna like this one. You don't know that Roundup. Fusillade and green paint. I'm all for it. 
She's a great idea, honestly. <laughs> okay. It's a wonderful idea. I'd, I'd be all for it. So, you Endurant, know. Endurant, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think I think what's, uh, what's important there, though, and I, I, I truly believe this. I think that, you know, we're talking about expectation setting. There were some comments in the chat about that and everything like that. I absolutely think you have that conversation, right? And you lay this all out. And if they're with it and they're, like, hip to it, Mm-hmm. The very next thing I would do is say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to walk around, and I just want to, you know, take a short video of your property, right, with me narrating over it about everything that we just talked about, so that I can be crystal clear, and you can be crystal clear as we go forward, right? <laughs> so, if there's at any ever, here's why this is important, right? Especially if they're your people, right? Because if there's any at any point in between that point and the renovation when that takes place, and all the fuckery that's going to have to happen to get to that point. If there's ever yeah. any doubts, right, or if there's ever any demands of something different or scope creep or whatever, you can go back to that and be like, no, literally, this is, sound, this mind, is, and body right here. After, this is memorializing that conversation that we had. <laughs> and if something needs to change, that's great. I'm happy mm-hmm. to look into that and see what it would cost to do that. But Or, hey, it's too late for us to change this or that you know, within uh, you know, the, the situation, right? But here's the other thing. Let's say it all works out. Everything's hunky-dory, right? If at any point after the fact, right, that they question you, or even if they don't, right, I still do this oftentimes, right, just to highlight, hey, look how far we've come, right? We've just to come. make them feel yeah. that value, feel, and go back to the, the pain that they felt to make them feel like, shit, I got to call somebody because this is fucking bad, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm embarrassed or I don't like this or I'm upset. I've got all this other nice stuff. My lawn sucks. Whatever, right? All those feelings come rushing back, and people buy on emotion. They buy on emotion, hey, and so if Ryan? you can just highlight that and say, "Hey, listen, look how good it looks now. Look how far we've come, and I appreciate and value, you know, you trusting me and giving me this opportunity." Blah blah blah. And, and I, I, you know, yeah. I believe when I say it, but it's cool. It's cool to see, and it, and it gives you confidence. I mean, it does to me. Of like, hey man, like Definitely. we need, uh, yeah. I think and there's you know an opportunity what, Ryan? there Definitely. to communicate and over-communicate. Ryan, that also yep. speaks to what my late mentor said about a short memory where... Yeah, it gets rid of he that also war- completely. No, he also warned me, is it Ray? The other part of people's short effing memory, as he calls it, is when they forget how much pain they were in when, for example, they had... Goosegrass and nuts edge everywhere, and the rest of it was all dead patches. I mean, they forget about things like that. And what he, the reason why he said that is because he said that what happens is people forget about how bad they had it, and then they start to manufacture issues, create things to nitpick about, and then they totally forget that. Previously, they had the nutsedge and goosegrass farm, for example. They had it. That was them. I mean, they forget about now, all of now, that. Now they've I got think, one think, or two, and now it's the worst thing ever. No, no, fine, no now though, they've like, got they've got none, and they're saying, you know, inane things like, "Oh, uh, you left the grass clipping over there." Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, no, I, I literally have to deal with people like that. 
I lean into that, though. I lean into that hard and say, listen, I'm glad that we've got to that point that, you know, <laughs> two years ago, right. a year ago, whatever that time horizon is, you you would have been, you know, thrilled to just have a patch of the lawn that was actually acceptable quality turf, right? <laughs> and now, in this short of time, who was the person or the company that took you from, goddamn, I wish I just had some green grass, to, will you please kindly get that fucking grass clipping off of my lawn? Yeah. That's a power that's a powerful transformation. You know? And I'll be the one to take that. I'll say, hey, listen, you know what? If that is our biggest problem out here right now, we are doing pretty I've done well. good. You know what I'm saying? I've done good. good. Sorry about the grass. We're I'm sorry good. about the grass clipping. We'll try to we'll try to do better in the future and again appreciate your trust as always. But picture lots of pictures, lots of all that stuff so that you can yeah. again show the journey, right? Show the journey and what it took. And and make it seem and because it is, I really believe this is. I mean, it, it, that it's uncommon, right? That it's not something that anybody could have showed up at their house because, like, you know, we make the jokes about you know the chuckle bucks in the truck and all that kind of stuff. Is you know those folks, and I have no ill will towards them. They they make a living. They do what they got to do. But they are a commodity, right? There are many many people that can do what they do, right? Be one of the few that can only do what you and a very select few others can do, and you'll have work forever. You know, you won't stop. And you'll probably have better customers, right? People that you, you know, align with, yep. right? Maybe we don't always agree with, but yep. you align with, right, on the values of what you yep. guys want. And maybe some of those relationships run their course, you know. But either way, there's always going to be a fresh set of customers and uh, not a bunch of suckers, Ray, you know. And. And that's 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 where my clientele and, and, and stuff is. And uh, right now, man, I, I do take a lot of pictures. I, I've started taking a lot more here recently um, over the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that documentation is way more important and, and valuable uh, than what it previously was to me just to be able to, like you said, show the journey and we can document how things are looking. Um, and uh, I've, I've got a couple clients that are like, they're just sold. They're sold on the program. They they know yep, where they were. They they know where they were before, and they see where they're at now. And they're just like, Cam, do you, you 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 say that's what I need? I go do it. Do what you do what you need to do, um, because they they know where they've came from. Um, and behind the scenes, I have that documentation um, for it. And, and I had one of my clients that uh, he didn't tell me till like the season was just about to start. And we were going into like year two. So that year two time frame is kind of when when I we started. You've been on the program for a year. Normally that second year, things start to to perk up a lot and things start to change. You start to seeing a lot more results and stuff when that second year rolls around. Uh, and the season was getting ready to start. I kind of send my normal emails out. Hey, I'm going to be coming around to do the, uh, the initial review, getting the season start, see how things are looking, coming out of winter. And he was like, uh, he actually, he actually called me and he was like, all right, Cam. Uh, so I, I hadn't told you yet, but we had a new patio put in and like basically the front yard is destroyed. And I'm oh, like, boy. Are you serious? 
Um, so he sent me pictures of it. And it was literally like a dirt trail, like all the way across the front yard, like all the way down the side, like around the back. I'm like, geez. All right. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get to it. And, uh, this is spring. I hate spring seeding. I'm not a fan of spring seeding at all. And, uh, when you're in those situations, you, you got to make it do what it do, uh, because, they're not going to climb. It's not going to want to look at dirt for six months until the fall comes. So you got to, you got to make it happen. Uh, so we went out there early on and, uh, went on and got some seeds started as, as early as the, uh, soil temperatures would allow and, uh, skipped the, we went with, uh, skipped the pre-emergence in that area and was like, all right, we're going to make sure we get the seed up and going and hell in a month and a half, you couldn't even tell the work was done. And uh, every everything was all good. And at that point, he was like, "That was another selling feature for him." At that point, they, and he was he was sold at that point. When that changed around, and then we did an overseed and everything this this fall on it. And yard, he was like, "Man, we're my yards never looked like this ever, right? <laughs> it's 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 never it's never looked this good." Um, so. He he's he's sold on it, and that's it. That's the whole point. Is the way Ray does it, the way I do it, and I think the the way not everybody can do this. And again, it come it becomes uncommon, and it becomes not a commodity. It becomes something that's unique. Is you are there to manage the outcome. You are not there to maintain the lawn and just do a set of tasks that get the box checked every week, right, Ray? You know, did Ray die? Ray's dead. I think yeah, he did. He's Ray dead. died. Ray died. Oh, Ray, RIP. Uh, but to that end, you know, Cam is like, you know, checking all those boxes and just doing it because you're there to do it and you want to get paid and get, you know, GTFO. That ain't you. I know that's not you. So you're there to manage that lawn. You're there to say, ooh, today we don't need to do that, but we need to do some extra of this. To make it work right yep. today and that's that's something different i don't know i think there is uh there's something to be said there so uh we need to go to delaware and we need to register hospice lawn care llc so we can use that nationwide and franchise it out <laughs> uh, it's coming boys it's coming all right hospice lawn care hospice lawn care you know and again you know on the insurance topic you know you have to sign up a power of attorney so you give all your assets back to hospice lawn care because that's how we'll stay, <laughs> that's how we'll stay funded. so all right cam we're going to get close to wrapping up here what other questions man i know we could talk for hours i know we could but oh yeah we want to get in the after show but you 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 ask me out if maybe ray will come back maybe ray will be undead here in a minute but what other big questions burning questions did you have for us tonight uh so I thought we were approaching this a little different, so I didn't actually come prepared with my questions. For, oh, that's uh, fine. Well, okay. Well, listen, let me ask you for this. this let me ask you: How much do you want to tease out and talk about what we talked about at Taj in Louisville? Oh, oh. Um, you want to just tease it? Or, I don't want to get into too much detail because I think it's good content. But do you want to? Can we just say, listen? I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the movie trailer. All right, in a world, yeah, 2023, where Cam, a man from warm season country, born and bred, 
left, turned his back on it some 20 years ago. But now, ladies and gentlemen, 2023, he will return. I'll leave it there. All right. You take that, you clip out that, you clip out that, and then, you know, you, you do some fancy video shit, some like, you know, real like, uh, suspenseful orchestral music, and I think it's golden. Yep. I think you drop that on January one, and people are gonna be like, "Oh shit, it's yep. happening! It's happening!" Yeah. So, well, boys, so yeah, I've, I've, uh, teased, oh, go ahead, I've go ahead. teased, I've go ahead. teased it, I've teased it a little bit. Um, so exactly what you said is, uh, there's some some warm season in the uh, in the making uh, coming from the uh, Elevated Lawnscapes channel. So uh got some things working in the background so hopefully that'll everything will will pan out there and uh yeah look for some uh some warm season coming from me it uh should get exciting should get exciting it will it will get exciting i know that it will so all right well hey if there's no other questions we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna go to the after show and cam let me tell you what cam is a high performer in the after show just like he is in every other part of his life because you know what uh get cam going you know he'll 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 give you the truth the unvarnished truth uh and nothing but it. So that's what we talk about in the after show uh it's adult things and adult things only uh if you can't handle uh maybe a couple of potty words here even on a school night well it's not for you but if you do want to check it out if you do want to participate and you don't know how go over and check us out www.patreon.com forward slash burn return over there You'll have a number of different options ranging from, oh, a little bit less than what uh, a gallon of gas costs these days, about what a gallon of diesel is going to cost here in another month, and then certainly at our highest level, you know, you could probably get yourself half of a Wendy's hamburger uh, when it's all said and done, or maybe about 20 minutes of a, uh, you know, a, a carpenter or a tradesperson's time. That's all that it's worth to us. It ain't much, much more, but we'd love to have you join. Come over, check us out. You'll get access to our private Discord, all kinds of fun events. Uh, and uh, yeah, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you all on the next one.